0: Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your
1: host, Angie Rogers Howell.
0: What is the Gone Boss Podcast?
1: Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us
0: out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
1: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for gone Boss.
0: We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up?
1: A virtual early riser workshop.
0: Early riser and virtual? Yep. That's the only way I'd get a... up.
1: <laughs> well, this is going to be on Thursday, May 4th. May the 4th be with you. From 8 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And it's all virtual, so you could, you could attend in your jammies if you wanted to. And it is called Direct Your Time... To maximize your potential.
0: Well, it's funny. It's about time.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> if I knew how to...
0: It's early in the morning.
1: I know. If I was an early riser, I'd probably be probably a little better at time management, right? <laughs> Uh, So who's putting this together? This is facilitated by Amy Demchak. She is a workshop facilitator, coach, and consultant through her company Working On It, LLC. She loves old clocks and new calendars to measure and record how she directs her time. In this session, participants will evaluate how they are currently spending their time at work and home. We'll discuss a variety of techniques and habits in this interactive session and build a time management system to put into practice to meet the goals of the participants.
0: When is it happening? Again, it though.
1: is Thursday, May the fourth. Pew pew. From eight to nine thirty a.m.
0: Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com.
1: Today in the studio, we have Carly Acre king with the Nonprofit Support Network. Welcome!
2: Hi, Angie. Thanks nope. for having me. No problem.
1: So tell me about the Nonprofit Support Network.
2: It is a brand new organization. So uh, a lot of feral blazing going on in mm-hmm. Carly's life lately, uh, but it was launched in May of 2022. Uh, I always say to do exactly as the name entails, support nonprofits in our community. And so sometimes it's a little Known fact that Delaware County has a high number of nonprofits registered with the Secretary of State mm-hmm. more than 700. Uh, that number is a, lo- a lot of wow factor. That's a lot. Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. So you can technically be registered as a nonprofit and not be tax exempt by the IRS. And so oh, that's okay. usually like where that 700 go. But I uh, have spent the last 10 months taking a multi-year planning process from the Community Foundation of Muncie and Delaware County and bringing it to life. Okay, And so that has been uh, a very treasured and privileged opportunity to take some very intensive work, a lot of research, a lot of conversation, a lot of intentionality behind launching a new nonprofit uh, to do exactly what it is I'm doing. And so I uh, have been working to really Build the air, build the plane in the air, as the okay. expression goes. Yeah. Um, and so, just figuring out what nonprofits need and how best uh, nonprofit support network can provide those resources, training, mentoring, coaching, a shoulder to cry on, um, a sounding board. And so, it's been a good opportunity for me to be able to take all of my experience the nonprofit sector mm-hmm. and put it into this one role. So it's been very life-changing. I would say and so, yeah. Definitely something I feel like is just perfect for me. Excellent. Well, tell me a little bit about yourself. What are, What's your family like? Uh, so I am a Munsonian, okay. born and raised in All Muncie, right. and so uh, went to Muncie schools and graduated from Muncie Central. Uh, I grew up on the east side of Muncie, went on to Ball State like most of mm-hmm. my peers did and uh, stuck around. I think going graduating from uh, Muncie Central was definitely Uh, has always been a pride point and I think that's really uh, cool to be able to share in the work that I'm doing now Mm -hmm. or that I have done for the public to just show that uh, what a great product that Muncie Community Schools can produce, like, mm-hmm. in future leaders. And so uh, that's always been a pride point for me. And also for my dad, he graduated from Muncie Central. And so um, he uh, was particularly proud. I remember that, like, just him uh, having an seat at, like, my high school graduation and just, like, on his feet as we came down the aisle, just, like, so proud of that. So definitely some heritage there with muncie central and then i live with my husband jordan and my son carter he's 13 and uh boys grow mustaches which is very alarming it is it's very weird when that starts to happen (laughs) you see like a baby face with facial hair and you're like (laughs) You're like, what "What happened to my baby? Yes. And so we live on the south side of Muncie. um, And uh, our our house backs up to the Cardinal Greenway. So it was like a huge asset in Mm -hmm. picking that location. And I knew I wanted to live in a neighborhood that was wholesome, Mm -hmm. had a lot of opportunity. I think as a young person, not a lot of people were looking at my neighborhood for homes Mm -hmm. or for building families. I really pride myself on being. From that neighborhood and having a home and putting my roots in a, in a part of the community that maybe isn't always highlighted for up and coming families. Right. Um, and it's very pretty inexpensive. Nice. So, um, that, I mean, it's you, got all all the good stuff going <laughs> for when it. When you're right? a young person <laughs> and uh, you are figuring out life kind of on your own and find a place that just really calls to you, your your gut just has a lot of like value in mm-hmm. where you, what you do and where you go. Okay. So.
1: Yeah, excellent.
2: So you have a teenager. How, I do. How is, how is that? It's actually really fun. Um, and I don't think I ever really particularly pictured myself as a parent. And I think having the opportunity to raise a boy mm-hmm. is definitely like my calling in life because I'm able to help him grow to be a kind mm-hmm. and empathetic and respectful young man mm-hmm. um, and to watch him interact with his peers and with other adults. It just is a magical moment, I think, in my life that I never really thought would, like, I could never even guessed would have happened. Yeah. Um, and so watching him evolve and grow, and I think especially now as I am, have been spending a lot of time thinking about my relationship with my parents and how I was raised uh it definitely is a treasured moment to be a parent and I think to be a mindful parent and Mm -hmm. to think about how the things that are going now going on now in my life and my son's life are really going to be the foundation of who he is as an adult yeah. and so I, I take a lot of like pride. Absolutely.
1: I I love teenagers. Mm. I, it's like my jam. Matt calls me the teenage whisperer <gasps> and I love it when like when Audie was a baby I was like I don't know what to do with this baby. She's just like a lump. I love her but she's a lump. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't do anything. Um, now she's nine so she's not quite at the yeah. teenage stage mm. but we also have a 19 year old mm. and he it's I love, I love teenagers. It's yeah. my jam. I, it is weird like I was upstairs and I heard somebody talking downstairs was like a big masculine voice I was like wait Matt's not home what's going on it turns out it was the 19 year old this was several years ago yeah. but I was like "Why? where's this man voice in my house this is weird I know when you're a woman like yeah.
2: you I didn't grow like grow up in a house with like other young boys or yeah. men and so it's like all totally like brand new but when we uh Carter spends a lot of time with us and like our friends just Mm -hmm. like the nature of how our relationships have always been but that's like one of the first two things that people comment on was mustache because Mm -hmm. it's there and you're like this little baby face has this but then too it's like his voice so they're like wait what they like do a double take oh yeah who is that and then they're like (laughs) then they look at you like oh and watching like other people's kids grow up Mm -hmm. I think is just as like heart-wrenching as watching your own oh yeah because it they just like change in a matter of like minutes oh yeah it could be like days or months that you see them and you're like this is this looks like a different kid yeah yeah it's crazy uh it's very interesting yeah (laughs) it's wild yeah so what do you like to do for fun I really enjoy a chance to uh be outside I uh, love camping. I love being on the Cardinal Greenway. I even just love like front porch sitting. And uh, that's one of my favorite things about my neighborhood is uh, there tends to be a decent amount of traffic like on my road. And so uh, when the weather's nice, it was yesterday too, I just like to sit on the front porch and just enjoy the cars passing by, Mm -hmm. admire my front yard. Nice. (laughs) That's an old, I don't know if that makes me like uh, level up as an adult or What, um, and then of course, having Carter, uh, he's really involved in sports, and so Mm -hmm. that takes up a lot of the time. And so, again, just taking value and pride and kind of where we're at in life and and learning to enjoy. And find happiness in things that he's doing because mm-hmm. it makes supporting your child like in, in their hobbies a lot easier oh, and yeah. a lot more um interesting when you can find a way that you enjoy it too
1: absolutely it's never fun when you're like i'm stuck at a ball game and i hate basketball yeah. or whatever but yeah it's nice
2: I, I come to uh have known like a lot about transformers <laughs> yes um a lot about dinosaurs in i my life. yes
1: i used to i knew all about the cars franchise yes. and every single car yep. and Yes, every Pokemon yeah. and things like that. So, yeah, things you didn't think yeah. you would know about, yeah. but you do. So.
2: And uh, I was raised sort of as an only child, and so um, a lot of the memories I have of my parents is, like, around playtime. Mm-hmm. So, like, my parents were always, like, willing to, like – play dress up or, you know, play pretend. I love to be the boss. And so it was, my mom was my employee or my mom was my student. (laughs) And here I was like, you know, making her sit through my pretend class or I love to be detective. And so Mm -hmm. she'd be my pretend client. Um, And so uh, I think that learning those lessons from them or seeing the way that they parented me in that way has definitely like influenced that. And so it's really fun to just find new things to enjoy with your with your child with your kids yeah Yeah, and so I hope that for Carter too when he grows up that he finds those things like in whatever family that he decides that he wants to build Mm -hmm. perfect um and so uh, I did kind of grow up uh as an only child my parents were in their 30s when I was born Mm -hmm. uh which so I think about me and my age now and imagining having the newborn and think wow like that's much different than what i experienced like being in my 20s but my mom had come from a had hadn't uh this was my mom's like second marriage and so she had children who were six and eight years older um and so uh that was a very interesting like family dynamic mm-hmm. to grow up in yep. you don't realize those things until you're an adult yeah And you can like reflect back and you're like oh these pieces of my life fit together in a way and now i understand it yeah or you have respect and like empathy
1: yeah we uh have a situation like that because matt's got three from a previous marriage ranging from 29 to 19 Mm -hmm. and then we started over with the girl and so she's nine um so you know some all of her life some growing up she was like kind of the only Mm -hmm. but then others kind of the baby yep and then who knows and then there were grandkids thrown in and all kinds of weird things so like yeah her teacher at our parent teacher conferences this year she's like she's very mature and like has a lot of like sarcasm I'm like well you know uh sarcasm is our love language in our house and she has a 19 year old brother who lives with us and she's like oh okay I get it
2: (laughs) I love that because I mean probably much like we do with Carter like you just when you have the opportunity to just be like that kind of like close and intimate in like a family way that you end up just like treating your child like a human yeah like a person mm-hmm. and so sometimes that comes off of treating them like as an adult and so like they grow up to be probably a little bit more mature oh yeah and
1: she's a hold in our <laughs> 19 year old was like she's the most self-sustainable person yes. i've ever met she doesn't even need parents yeah. i'm like well you know she's in a weird there's mm-hmm. a weird dynamic going on here, yeah. but that's okay.
2: That's all right. Uh, but there's also, like, if I let it, like, take me down a rabbit hole of, like, a lot of, like, alarming and, like, you know, psychotherapy things about children being described as mature as a young age. And I'm, like, you know, I tried to, like, wave those off. But I think it really is because, you know, when we wanted to, I don't know, go, go play putt putt with our friends, Carter would be six or seven and, you no, know, just take Carter with us. Right. So, like, Hey, you we play with the split, grown-ups, It's yeah. fine. our yeah. friends really – like, we were the first ones of our friends mm-hmm. to have kids. And so, you know, they really enjoyed that time. And so I think that's just been a great kind of, like, byproduct of being, like, so close-knit. Yeah. Um, but I uh, uh, had really different relationships with my siblings growing up. And so um, – They are six and eight years older than me. And those relationships have definitely changed as, like, I've aged, Mm -hmm. um, but definitely changed uh, once my – after my mom died in 2019, which I think not knowing much about death until it happens to you, you don't, like, really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And I think that's with anything in life that's uncharted. You don't really know. Um, But I think what's been really profound for me is to understand – and have watched the effects that death has had on a lot of people in my life in regards to how their relationships play out. Mm -hmm. And when I was 13 or 14, my parents' lives really took a downturn. Mm -hmm. They divorced, uh, lost jobs. We ended up having to move from our childhood home. And it really kind of put me in a position to be kind of fending for myself Mm -hmm. those changes like were good and bad but uh it really those changes or those challenges were really like significant for my parents and it wasn't until I started uh therapy intense therapy about a year ago that I like really started to unpack the turning point of my mom's like life change was after the death of her dad oh okay and how like looking back now, a lot of other relationships like within her life also changed up to that point. And I think that no one ever put those things together. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure like what her access to help was like. You know, um, I think nowadays we're really more open and honest and transparent mm-hmm. about mental health and grief and trauma and how it all really impacts us as individuals. Um, but I often think about how life maybe would have turned out differently for her or Mm -hmm. for me if she would have had a little bit more help or, like, acknowledgement that losing a parent like that who she was really close with was very significant. Absolutely.
1: But then if things had turned out differently, then things would be different today. So, yeah, you never know how that butterfly effect is going to, like, kind of trickle down through everything else.
2: Likely probably would not be – I don't know. I uh, probably wouldn't be – who knows if I would be where I'm at now, Mm -hmm. have – a lot of the qualities and, and traits that I, mm-hmm. you know, life just bestowed upon me and being a young person, figuring out life on your own. Um, and not that I was totally on my own. I don't mean any of that like to disrespect to my parents, but I've often encountered a lot of reactions to stories about my life and stories growing up of like with like shock and all. Mm-hmm. Even my like therapist sometimes sits and like speechless because she can't, for her, it's hard for her to understand the things I'm telling her that I've gone through mm-hmm. in life and then to see me. Like as a functioning, successful adult, it really kind of defies the odds of, I think, what a lot of people think childhood trauma and addiction does to a person as they grow. So those are important things I like to share. Yeah, that is important. I think that having this opportunity to share that too is really powerful because it does give, I think it opens the door a lot to other people like recognizing and acknowledging and, and taking a lot of, maybe even pride and honor in having like grown up in a way that Maybe you weren't proud of, or right. didn't fit this like stereotypical family. Um, and I think everyone struggles with things. And oh, yeah. I think the more that we can talk about them out out in the open, it makes it more comforting for people who maybe,
1: yeah, and realize that you know, mm-hmm. even though I grew up in maybe not yeah. the most ideal situation yeah. or whatever, that you can still be successful at the yeah. end of the road. Yeah. So
2: yeah, gives Excellent. you a lot of respect mm-hmm. and empathy, I think, for others too, and, and understanding. I think understanding people and like how they came to be, like their interworkings, you know, their family, their their lives, just really, I think, changes the way that you inter- interact with people. And I think just by sharing just small things here and there uh, about my life over the last couple of years, have really opened up some relationships that I w- like wasn't expecting, okay, cool. which has been really cool for me. That's
1: cool. I like yeah. that. So, what kind of professional organizations are you associated with?
2: Uh, not very many. Okay, and a little bit on purpose. Okay, so when I started grad school in 2015. I needed to work full-time and do that, and so I had to decide that volunteering and serving on boards, like, wasn't going to fit into my life. Plus, I had a child at home, too. Right. And uh, then shortly after that, I completed my master's degree. I went to work for the Community Foundation, and that service changed, too. Mm -hmm. Um, It limited a little bit of the involvement I could have just in relationships I have with organizations from the grant-making world. But I love volunteering for my son's school. I love helping out the teachers and the principals. Helping now with a project for uh, the elementary school that I'm really proud of, L- lending in my experiences and knowledge about mm-hmm. fundraising and yeah. bringing all that together, I think uh, has been really cool. When it's when I can make it happen, I love to volunteer with my neighborhood um, when they do some outreach events, and um, I really just enjoy kind of helping out wherever I can. Um, and so, really, that kind of engagement has changed over the last couple of years. Um, just with with life in general, but um, definitely looking forward to an opportunity to find other ways I can support and mm-hmm. be involved in the community that maybe is separate from who I am professionally. right. So that's like absolutely yeah. interesting thing to navigate mm-hmm. for
1: sure. So tell me your favorite band or artist. Ooh, I
2: really love Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) You are Um, the second person this week to say Taylor Swift.
2: (laughs) I don't know why. I also really like Megan Thee Stallion and Lizzo. Okay, Um, yeah. And so those are some uh, fun artists I like to follow. I really love comedy. And thanks to my husband, um, have really gotten into like Adam Sandler. Okay. And all of his friends. So uh, over the last year, we've been able to see um, Chris Rock, live and adam sandler live oh that was a very interesting experience um but really kind of marries my interest in like live theater and like culture in that Mm -hmm. way with like jordan's interest in like you know maybe a humor Mm -hmm. or like just you know um comedy in that way but we love to watch Saturday Night Live. It's like one of my favorite things to do on a Sunday morning. Um, is to, cause I'm not staying up until 11 30. I know. The, the advent
1: of being able to stream it later yeah. is so so great. <laughs> That's quite a different experience. <laughs> yeah I don't
2: know what we ever did before <laughs> I <laughs> but i love to just watch um kind of the humor behind like current events and to see up-and-coming actors and actresses come from uh, those from from that so- show and mm-hmm. so favorite band and favorite artist definitely is. okay perfect <laughs> i love it. i think it's great no that's <laughs> no, not cheesy. miley cyrus too i know this is like really like a very odd but uh i just I don't know. Music really is kind of the thing that brings me out of like a funk at the end of the day. And I really love Alexa that you can just tell it to play music. Mm-hmm. And then I think recognizes your voice maybe and uh, turns it on. Do you have one in here? We do. I was oh. looking <laughs> to see if it was,
1: it, it may be unplugged right now. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. You never know when it's going to decide to listen in yeah. response.
2: <laughs> um, 70s music. I mean, it just really depends on that mood. Okay, but cool. To listen to anything. Excellent.
1: So do you have a favorite movie?
2: I really love the Scream franchise. Okay, and so totally geeked that it's coming out next week. Absolutely, uh, and I think one of the things. So I had Scream on VHS. Mm-hmm. You know, when it came out, in ninety five or ninety, I don't know when it came out. Somewhere, years ago. sometime yeah, in the nineties. Yeah. So with Scream, I remember not being able to figure out who done it, mm-hmm. and to be like. 10 oh, yeah. And have that thought. <laughs> and then now, too, I like love in watching, like, crime or thriller to mm-hmm. try to figure out who done it and oh, usually yeah. i can do it but scream i remember being like the first kind of franchise that really just drags you along and you can't quite like figure out who done it yeah um, but i love that series i will watch it all year long it's not just a halloween movie but i love watching those actors like have grown and, and come back so oh, honestly, yeah I absolutely. To see what the new one is like next week i already have oh, my tickets all so. right excellent that's mm-hmm. cool are you an
1: early bird or a night owl
2: i'm an early bird uh, I, I remember going to college and living in the dorms my freshman year and having like a very serious conversation with my roommate of like, look, I like to go to bed at like nine or nine 30. <laughs> so let's figure out how this works out for us. And then I can usually makes my getting my day started a little bit earlier, uh, All right. a lot easier to be able to go to bed. Oh well, yeah, absolutely.
1: What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know?
2: Um, So I'm an excellent sleuth. uh, And my friends at the community Foundation always would joke with me because we'd be talking about a project or a current event or trying to map out like who someone is. And I would just like dive into a rabbit hole of like figuring it out. And I think some of it just comes from uh, being born and raised here that you just like I, I, go everywhere. I know someone. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, I think just being nosy, <laughs> and liking to to know what's going on. No, I
1: do the same thing. I'm like, wait, who's that person? Oh, I can I can find them on social media or whatever and figure figure out the connections. Find their address and yeah. phone number. Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: So that's like particularly interesting when. <laughs> You read uh, maybe, like, interesting comments on the star breaths, uh-huh. Uh about you or your family. Oh, lovely. And you're lovely. like, oh, this is where you live. <laughs> yeah. Stalkerish, probably <laughs> illegal. But, uh, no, I I um, really enjoy trying to get to the bottom of things. And I always, like, my favorite thing professionally is to say, I don't, I don't have the answer to that right now, but let me figure that out for you and get back to you. Okay. Or let me find who can help you and get back to you. And so I think that like hidden talent really dives into just being able to help people and like finding never feeling like I can f- have to close a door right? a question or a situation like and even working um, in the different roles I've had uh, I've, I have always been eager about learning everything about the organization because when you work for that organization someone sees you as that organization whether right. that's your role or not mm-hmm. and so you often get questions about you know a dozen other things. Working at Cornerstone was always about rentals or events, so well, mm-hmm. that's clearly not my department. But I wanted to be able to give enough information to at least feel like they were on the hook to ha- continue having that conversation right, with the absolutely. right person.
1: So. Yeah, Matt and I like to think of ourselves as like connectors. Mm-hmm. Like I, I might not know the answer, but I can find out who does. Or you need the service? Well, I know this person and all of that. So that's I think a good skill
2: to yeah. have. Yeah. And there's. um I think a lot of room for more people like that in our like world. Mm-hmm. And that too also lends itself to my role now at Nonprofit Support Network is, you know, now when a nonprofit has a question, it's on their shoulder or they have a resource, it's on their shoulder to really do the work to find it. And my hope and, and dreams are is as the organization evolves, nonprofit support network evolves that Uh, that really shortens that time to find kind of what you need. right? And so those things are out there to make nonprofits strong. It's just how do we find the right ones for our community? How do we make them more accessible? Uh, How do we make them more relevant to the Mm -hmm. work that we all do uh, in Muncie and Delaware County? And so that's just been really important to me.
1: Okay. Tell me something that's on your bucket list.
2: I've never traveled out of the country. Okay. I think just life hasn't given me the opportunity. So I'd love to do that. Jordan and I have talked about visiting like major ballparks. Oh, okay. So baseball parks, baseball part. parks. Okay. Yeah. So major league stadiums. Uh, that would be something to cool. So I sometimes look at my life like in different like phases. And so, um, because I had Carter in my early twenties, that for most people was a time that they like kind of lived their life as right. independent adults, they had to explore and have, you know, fun or, um, ex- you know, discover life in a different way. And so I always think of like, uh, you know, my. 40s or my late 30s is having that chance um, but it's going to be even better because I have a little bit more wisdom mm-hmm. a little bit more money, money. yes definitely more money um, and so when Carter goes to college that's our second chance at like our 20s oh yeah yeah and so what does that look like for us um, and what sort of things can we accomplish yeah
1: what's something you wish you had known when you were first starting out whether in business or life or
2: that it's okay to like not know everything And it's okay to ask questions. When I first started out working, I think it would have been nice to know that when you get really good at a job or at a task, that for other people, it opens the door to give you more. (laughs)
1: Gives you more. Yeah. Yeah. And so
2: as I have just been eager to learn and kind of master the work in front of me, good and bad has opened up doors for more things. Mm -hmm. And so I think early on, I took it as a serious compliment when they were like, oh, you did so great on this. We're going to give you more. And now I kind of, like, know in hindsight that that's, like, probably – I should have set more boundaries. Yeah,
1: it's okay to set boundaries. Yeah. yeah,
2: or to not work through a project, like, you know, super fast and get it done because you know that you can, but taking your time to, like, make sure that you're not sacrificing other work or mm-hmm. your own well-being to to close out a project or get to the finish line.
1: Okay, excellent. What does success mean to you?
2: I think probably the success question maybe would have – brought out a different answer maybe a couple years ago, but I think now, success means to me now that I can go home at the end of the day and be happy with myself. I can feel content that I finished my work day as best as I can, or I finished my day in general as Mm -hmm. best as I can, and that um, I know I get another chance tomorrow to continue working on myself or uh, my projects or my work and just understanding that um, really my worth isn't measured and accomplished mm-hmm. uh, because there have been periods of my life, professionally, um, I would I would weight my value on how much I was able to get done that day, mm-hmm. and that's very unrealistic, right? Especially unrealistic now being um, really the only staff person for a nonprofit support network that I can't do it all, right? Um, there
1: will be always something for tomorrow. Yeah, yeah.
2: I think just feeling at the end of the day that I've I've done the best I can feels good. Perfect a few days after I accepted this position, my dad died. Oh man. And so going through like those major transitions at the same time. Yeah. That's a lot to go through. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know, I I don't share those things because like of the shock factor, but just the fact that like, I think as an adult, when you lose your parents, it's a whole different type of like grief and Mm -hmm. like expectation from society because that's, at one point or another, expected Mm -hmm. that, like, as humans... Right. That's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But being, like, 30 and uh, having very complicated relationships with my parents, kind of all that comes to a head, like, when things like that happen. Mm -hmm. Having spent the first year of a job that I, like, dreamed of, and honestly, I almost passed up because Mm -hmm. I was concerned about the ability to, like, care for my dad and take on this new role. I think to sometimes can stop me in my tracks if I let it because I think of when I think of what success and fun I've had over the last year and like doing that and launching this Mm -hmm. organization and to think that I almost like let it go by is just really interesting to me yeah and and to get I've talked before about it's like life is funny that it gives you everything you've wanted and then takes away Mm -hmm. everything that you've wanted at this almost at the same point yeah in time um But I have been open about like the grief and trauma just because I think sometimes those are things that are hard to talk about professionally. Mm -hmm. And I think that it does impact a lot of who I have become professionally, especially when you think about my work traits of like being able to, you know, just really carry a large load and and get a lot done um, and to really be efficient in in the work that I do and to, to do it as one person, I think comes a lot from life experience i don't think i ever imagined having a job where i was like damn this is for me Mm -hmm. like this is it and then to have other people in my life and like in the community be like this is you yeah like when i presented at rotary on tuesday brenda williamson came up and was like i can just tell that like this is just your passion Mm -hmm. that you like live and breathe this and sometimes those comments are like difficult to take because it still feels like unreal that like i've like am here with such a privileged opportunity but uh in the same sense it's like okay like life has been hard for me but um this is this is making it easy yeah it's validating
1: it when yeah. other people see yeah. the passion in you yeah. and all of that so that's yeah. excellent well perfect well thank you so much for stopping by today
2: thanks for having me on your show angie i just feel like really privileged and honored to come alongside some other folks that you've had and i appreciate the chance to, to talk about my work and to talk about my life and be candid for a minute yeah so i love it's that really great
1: it's great well thank you so much we really appreciate it bye
0: So I had a photography job here recently where I got to photograph a little gala that had a silent auction with
1: it. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, uh, Donati, Sasha.
1: Oh, yeah. She catered it.
0: She was the catering. Got to see how uh, how she works and uh, just amazing food. And uh so can't good. say enough about that. But she makes great food. She's not a sponsor. Not so. an ad, but she does make <laughs> great food. <laughs> But while I was doing this, and uh, and it might have been a what do you call that a football, but it was a silent auction, and I bid on some of the items.
1: Why would it be a faux pas? Well,
0: because I was there as a vendor kind of taking photos. If
1: you want to spend money, I'm sure they will take your money, right? Well,
0: they did take it, my money. (laughs) Okay, there you go. (laughs) But what it was, it was a a Bluetooth wireless turntable, which confused me of what that might be. But you know I'm into records, right?
1: (laughs) We know you're into (laughs) records. We've talked about it before on here. I've given
0: over 400 records, I think, to uh, the common market. Mike Martin and the common market down there. And
1: we still probably have, how many? Probably more?
0: another 400.
1: <laughs> at least another 400. But well, they're our all house. big
0: bands and there's stuff I want to keep right now. But mm-hmm. uh, we are looking to uh, offload. Divest
1: ourselves of some records.
0: <laughs> but I'm looking at the records. Miles Davis, Kind of Blue is in there. Led Zeppelin 4, and uh, I think Swan Lake, and a few others. And I was like, I, I'm not going to let this kid away from me. So I checked the website. So they have something called givebutter.com or something like that. That's how they r- ran the silent auction. Oh, okay. So you went in, you signed up, you saw their auction items, and you, then you could bid on oh, them.
1: Oh, so all electronically, know. not like a piece of paper next yeah, not, to the items. not a
0: true Not our old auction. school
1: way that the old people no. do it. No, so okay, it was hip. silent
0: and anonymous. You didn't even have to put your name in, but oh, okay. you had to register and all that kind of stuff. Right. Here I am. I am I check it, as it's at $40. I put in 42. It's like five minutes to go in this island auction. I'm like, surely somebody's going to outbid me on this. This is so cool. Well, nobody else in that room (laughs) thought it was cool because I want it for 42 bucks. (laughs) And it was amazing because these records were like, 15 uh, to 25 dollars well, if the records value, themselves are
1: worth more than 42 dollars 70
0: dollar uh little little bluetooth thing over there that yeah. i brought to the office i was going to bring one in anyway but now well i've got this one
1: so now you can leave your other record player at home
0: exactly and this one like connects to bluetooth so supposedly i could connect bluetooth to some bluetooth speaker and
1: oh, it would so you can connect it to that. our alexa speaker Yes. Oh, interesting. So now anytime I want to bid on a silent oh, no, auction, no, I no. Don't, you always tell me no.
0: No. Everybody knows you are a pallet gal. So you go well, after well, these pallet guys who have all kinds of stuff they they pawn off and you bid on it and you win the auctions and you say I "I only bid on the things
1: I really want or need. Not like (laughs) for all the one thing I bid on there's like 12 that I did not bid on.
0: There was a point in time luckily you're at a Muncie Civic show right now and you have no time. I have no time. But there was a time you would come home at least weekly with Mm -hmm. something new
1: from one of these pallet guys. things we needed. (laughs) I've gotten rugs and all kinds of things. Stuff we needed. (laughs) So yes but when we go to a place and like ooh, this silent auction has like a basket of wine and stuff, and you're like, no, nah, we don't need to bid on that. And so I always get poo pooed, but then the one time you go to a si- a place with silent auction, like by yourself without me you're like oh let's bid on this and let's bid on that like (laughs) no well very good my strategy for silent auctions is i like to start the bidding off so i will come in with like you know a 25 five dollar bid then i feel like i've done my duty like look i've participated and i have helped drive the prices up or whatever but then i'm never really the one who wins it i just kind of get it started i get it started i get the party started come on
0: well well, my thing is you you especially the silent auctions you have to go around to the table five minutes before. Uh, and then it I forget ends, or if or you're get really wondering. busy
1: talking to somebody and all that. So,
0: so that's how I spent all my money this past week there on records. Go. National Record Day was last week too. Did you know that?
1: Did not know that. Um, could we have a National Giveaway Record Day? Because they are taking over my home. We'll work on that. Okay. Thanks.
0: Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss.
1: Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss.
0: We're on Instagram at goneboss2k, or you can find us on Facebook just by searching goneboss.
1: If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts.
0: Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at schaeferleadership.com.
1: Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone gone boss. boss!